Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on Woody Harrelson Day. It's Woody Harrelson's 59th birthday. One of my all-time heroes along with Hunter S. Thompson, Perry Farrell of Jane's Addiction, and a few others right there. Going to celebrate more Woody as time goes on. Also as time goes on, going to be checking in with the Joe Rose Show. They are talking to Super Bowl champion coach Brian Billick about Let's Play Tua Now! Dan Levitard Show gets you ready for opening day or opening night, better yet. And Hawk and Crowder. They're excited about these exhibition games, but nowadays, who isn't? Right now, though, let's get excited about these headlines. The Marlins defeated Atlanta yesterday 6-2 in an exhibition game. Opening day is today with the Yankees and Nats at 7, followed by Giants-Dodgers at 10. Miami opens tomorrow in Philadelphia. The Heat down the Kings last night, 104-98 in an exhibition game. Miami's next scrimmage is Saturday at 4 against Utah. As rookies report to Dolphins camp today, Tuatanga Valoa says he is ready to go. Miami opens September 13th in New England. Dwayne Wade, Chris Paul, and Carmelo Anthony have started the social change fund that will help advance racial equality and opportunity. Seattle's NHL team has chosen its mascot as the Kraken. They open play in the 2021 season. Panthers restart their season against the Islanders August 1st. With the FHSAA expected to continue on as planned despite coronavirus, Miami-Dade County is contemplating leaving the Athletic League. The Cleveland Indians will meet with Native Americans about possibly changing their name. The tribe do not plan on changing the mascot this season. And now... Let's take a step into the day spa. Ah, a Tucson neighborhood was recently treated to a goat parade as the animals attempted to escape a wildfire. Am I the only one? But with quarantine boredom, who agrees with me that it'd be awesome to load up an ice chest full of beer and watch this parade for hours? A Rhode Island man recently found a message in a bottle that he believed traveled all the way from England. Once again, someone has found one of my bottles that says, Need more beer! A Slovakian martial artist has broken the world record with 322 punches thrown in one minute. Yeah, but how many of them were butterfly kisses? The president of the Philippines recently suggested his constituents disinfect their COVID masks with gasoline. Could you think of another world leader giving such bad advice? Hmm, no, 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 not touching that one. Recently, during a Zoom interview, viewers were shocked when Brazilian politician Fabio Porchat's naked wife walked through the shot. What's the big deal? I quote-unquote accidentally walked naked through every Zoom meeting I'm in. A model who promised her mom she would wear a one-piece during a photo shoot found a workaround by wearing a one-piece in the front that was held up by strings in the back. Everyone wins. Oh yeah, and you can see that picture on my Twitter page, at Dan Day Radio. You're welcome. 
Now on the weather. Tonight's forecast, rainy with temperatures around 80. This morning, the Joe Rose Show. They dove into it with former coach of the Ravens and now NFL analyst, Bill Brian Billick. Brian Billick always has some of the best insight. Talking about limitations on time and the number of players that teams are going to be facing with this COVID-19 pandemic. Also, are the limitations an advantage or disadvantage for the Dolphins rookies? He's saying start to it now. Interesting. And who's going to run the AFC this season? It's a different time with all these changes. I was thinking about every guy that's ever been a coach, uh, starting with before you even start camp, getting a call from uh, the the president of your team going, hey, by the way, coach, you got to go from 90 to 80 players. So find seven, eight, nine, ten guys to get down to 80. How difficult would that be for all these teams to start with? Yeah, everything about it. Uh, not only that, but the schedule itself. I mean, here you had guys reporting to camp, and that day it's, oh, by the way, there'll be no preseason game. You know, there's a definite sequence to training camp uh, and your teaching progression in terms of the way you work through it. Uh, and to have that kind of ambiguity going in to the point where you're not going to play preseason games, you're not going to have scrimmages against anybody else, you're going to have a reduced roster, uh, and you're going to have them for six weeks to get ready for the opener. So, you know, this this is a tough one because there's no one, there, there's no place you look in a manual or visit with a coach and say, hey, what did you do when they canceled the, the preseason? So the coaches are going to be tested in terms of the teaching sequence the way they want to conduct their teams over the next six weeks to get their players as best as they can ready for the opener and try, if they can, try to get the evaluation done in terms of the young players so you don't let a good young player leave the uh, leave the facility. Not to mention, I and I always think of the Dolphins situation with all their draft picks, but also all the rookie free agents that they picked up that might have came here because the roster wasn't very strong and they thought they had a good chance to be on this team. Does this put them at a disadvantage, rookie free agents, or not necessarily? It does. Uh, obviously, you'll get the evaluation done. It will, and it's kind of counterintuitive, but it's also going to put some some older veterans at risk because you're not going to have as much evaluation on the young players. So you're going to have to bet on the come with some of these guys. So you may hold on to more younger players going into the season than you normally would have because you don't want to let that good t- young talent leave the building. And so you're going to let some veteran go that uh, probably could have or should have made your team probably, you know, be very helpful to have you in their locker room betting on a young player who very well may not turn out. So, yeah, this is going to test them. Hey, Brian, the other thing is uh, I was thinking about the Dolphins open against the New England Patriots on the road and, and they got two potential tackles that could start at tackle positions, two high picks. How do you get those guys ready, or do you just go with the veterans that are still on the team from last year, or do you have to throw them out there and go, we know you're going to make mistakes, mental and physical mistakes, but we need you to make them now? Or is it more about, well, we'll get more from those veterans, at least they have experience? What would be your mindset? No, I think you go with the young talent because obviously you thought enough of them to draft them and and, and thought they were going to be in that position. And you think about that teaching sequence as – as limited as it may be for these six weeks going into the season, to extend that now and to just in practice now watch them develop, I don't know that there's any real learning going on there. So I think you're going to do everything you can, keep it as basic basic as you can for them, and, and put those guys in because they need those reps. They need those game reps to get as many as they can as quickly as they can. Good luck, like you said. Get everybody ready quickly, guys, because the first game you're going to play is, is going to be a game that counts. And Do you keep it more simple? 
right off the bat, except for the teams that have been together, like Kansas City and Baltimore. They can, looks like with the, their key players already there, but you keep it for other teams, maybe like Cincinnati and Miami, real simple to start with? Yeah, and then not the least of which, obviously, at the quarterback position with Joe Burrow and, and Tua. Think about that over the next six weeks for these young quarterbacks that have to step in and establish their leadership while learning the system, yet not being challenged in a way that the players, the players will have confidence in them, but to go into a, to a season with a rookie quarterback, and I don't know if it changes the thinking of, of some coaches saying, well, you know, we just talked about the tackle and put him in and let him play. Do you do that with a quarterback? But with these guys, I mean, you have to. You're talking about the top picks of the draft. You know that's where you're going to end up. Yeah, you do keep it simple, but you got to get them as many game snaps as you possibly can as quickly as you can. I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, what do you do with Tua, and, and how do you? I know everybody. It's a million dollar question right now for for the coach and how he's going to handle everything without the OTAs and mini camps. How would you handle if he looks real good just throwing the ball, even though he doesn't know anything? How do you handle it to start the season with Tua? Yeah, just that you have to because he's your guy. There's no, you know, you can. We we've had this conversation how many times with teams that have a rookie quarterback. How do you game that out if you don't start him? That clock is ticking on the starter when he's in there you're you're waiting for him to fail and when he does then you put the quarterback in if they do well uh and the starter's doing a good job well then do you hold off to it when does he get into the lineup because he's going to be your starter at some point yeah i think i think you put him in right from the get-go he certainly and in this instance he's going to have you know he has enough athleticism that he can kind of make things up as he goes to a little bit you know and, and be fairly productive until he gets into a rhythm of us actually understanding pro defenses and what it is you need to do with them and keep it very basic but I think you know he's got to have every snap you can get him particularly without a preseason did you like him coming out I, I we know about the injury and stuff and how serious it was but did you like him from what you saw watching tape on him sure you ha- how can you not with the productivity that he had you know it still remains to be seen when a player like that is he that guy that can can beat you from the pocket? He showed every indication that he can be. The thing as spectacular as Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson are, they're guys that can beat you from the pocket. Yeah, they do things outside the pocket, but and he's certainly not Lamar Jackson. That's a that's a rare breed. The, Kyler Murray at, at at Arizona is probably uh, and and I think two is a little bit bigger. Uh, I think they'll run him by design, maybe a little bit more, maybe not with the injury. They may just let it you know let it morph or organically and see where it goes with it uh but you got to see can he do this from the pocket and that goes back to our point but you got to put him in you got to play it you know I I look at this thing and watching NFL Network and going man it it looks like the Ravens and Chiefs I know everybody's gotten better and worked on teams but would you agree those are still and I like Tennessee's team too but Ravens and Chiefs just look like starting with that quarterback position just seem to be ahead of everybody do you agree with that yeah when when we rate the the playoff capable teams are the best teams aren't we really rating the quarterbacks when it comes down to it I mean you can wrap around some other things and obviously with the Derrick Henry intensity but you really are rating the quarterbacks and those are the two best quarterbacks in, in, in the league right now probably in terms of productivity and what they're doing I think I agree I think Tennessee I think Houston is on that cusp 
These are good football teams. Tennessee has shown what they can do. Again, can Ryan Tannehill repeat what he did that last nine, ten games of the season last year? Kansas City is like just, you know, obviously with your half-billion-dollar man, uh, you got to figure they're going to keep rolling, maybe get a little bit better on defense because they got better the second half of the season. So, yeah, it's it's hard to not look at those two teams and say this looks like the, the two teams that will be in the AFC Championship game. Help our mindset down here. You know what we've all been through in the AFC East for the last uh, two decades with uh, Belichick and Brady. Uh, now Cam and, and Bill Belichick. W- what do you expect? Things open or, I mean, he's been on a mission on his social media like, everybody will pay for not taking me. I'm back. And what, what do you expect from the, the Cam relationship and how he'll play in New England? Yeah, it, 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 compared to the last 20 years, is there more of a chance? Possibly. But you are talking about a dynamic talent in Cam Newton if he's healthy, if he is healthy, and he's got six weeks now to continue. To the, the good thing for them is they don't have to dance the dance of preseason. Well, we're going to hold him out. We're going to wait and see. You know, you're not going to know. And, and I assume he's healthy. I imagine they wouldn't have signed him if he wasn't. He's going to be their starter, uh, and he's going to add a dimension that you know the, the New England Patriots, if nothing, are flexible. Even from week to week, as we know with the Brady, their their game plan could change. They can come out and throw the ball. 50 times one game, the second game come out and decide they're going to run the ball 40 times. They're going to morph themselves into what works for Cam Newton and do what they normally do. I think they've heightened the price of poker in the uh, AFC East a little bit. When you're right, when Brady left and everybody assumed, okay, now now we're in even playing field. Let's see how this thing goes. But certainly, you know, New York has plans with Sam Darnold, and I think they're going to be better. Buffalo seemed to be the team, you know, coming off the success they had year the last year. Can Josh Allen truly really continue to develop to be that guy they're going to be really good defensively so it's, it's going to be a more competitive AFC East as a head coach and I know you never had to go through with what the all the league's going through right now with the COVID-19 but now you've got a new doctor a health doctor that's going to be with the team every day and will be meeting with you that's going to be crazy like coach uh, three guys out today you can't play hey, coach uh, you got to change this this is not acceptable in our rules boy that's going to be an adjustment for some coaches isn't it it is, you know, but you're used to that. I mean, every day your trainer will come in, and, and uh, we had the best in Bill Tessendorf when I was in Baltimore. I was so lucky to have Bill, and every day he'd come in, and whether it's training camp or the regular season, and go through a rundown. Well, this player has a bilateral, yeah, yeah, this, that. And I'm going, Bill, is he going to practice or not? I don't I don't care. You know, don't tell me how you built the watch. Can he practice or not? Can he play or not? I, really, I don't need to hear the ref. So it's probably going to kind of be the same. It's just give me the list. Tell me where we're at and give me the list and I'll deal with it. Boy, I sure hope it works out. I think we all do to to be able to get football back. Coach, I want to ask you about this one because I know a lot of high school players are wearing them and loving these X-Tech shoulder pads. You've been talking about them for a long time. Talk about them a little bit for for all the high school stuff and high school people are listening right now. Yeah, well, we're the number one pad in the NFL. You know, people like George Kittle, Matt Ryan, Saquon Barkley are wearing them and and, and, uh, top colleges, whether it's Auburn, USC, Ohio State, Notre Dame. But yeah, for high school players, and particularly now, because the difficult thing, it's even true in college and the pros, they haven't been able to be around these guys to get the pads fitted. Well, these are fitted pads, and we have a huge digital resume to, to or inventory to draw on based on age, level of play, position, injury history, height, weight, shoulder measurements to make sure these pads are fitted for you. And for high school players, that's so important. We have no problem with our supply chain because we're 100% American made. So, you know, you need to check it out if you're in the ambiguity of it. I get it. 
but as we when we go, we're going to go, and you're going to need to be padded up, so you need to check out X-Tech Pads. Uh, go to xtechpads.com, and uh, the promo code is COACH. Put a 10% off your first purchase. Listen, Brian, I don't know how we're going to do this, but when we get back to normal, I'm going to take you around to all those high schools. We're going to have some fun down here, man. We're going to oh, get down great fun. shoulder pads. I'd love to do that. Coach, thank you, as always. All right, man. Brian Billick says, play Tua now. There's some people that are saying, hell yeah. Then there's other people saying, ah, this is kind of a throwaway season for the most part. Let's let them get 100% healthy. Then throw them in there straight into the fire the following season. Where do I stand? I don't know yet. I'm just trying to get day by day past this COVID-19. Speaking of day by day, today a big day. You got the old guy going out there like an astronaut, and he's gonna, he's gonna, have, <laughs> he's gonna and then he's gonna try and throw it sixty feet six inches. That's what you got the seventy-eight-year-old doing. Fauci's first pitch and opening day bliss from the Dan Lebetard show about five minutes away here on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and this is one of my new finds when it comes to a band. They're from Great Britain. They're kind of like Prodigy. They're kind of rapping. They're kind of indie rocking. They're called Everyone You Know. They're kind of like Everyone You Know put into one band. This is their song, Sinners. Everyone you know, sinners, mark them. They're going to be classic. It's a classic man's birthday today. Woody Harrelson, one of my heroes in life, my all-time favorite actor. Of course, he was in Cheers, True Detective. Those are the TV shows. Mount Rushmore movies, White Men Can't Jump, Natural Born Killers, People vs. Larry Flint, Zombieland. But when you're as great as Woody Harrelson, you get a second Mount Rushmore. Three billboards outside of Edding, Missouri, classic. Kingpin, haven't forgotten about that. Probably the funniest bowling movie of all time. Definitely the funniest bowling movie of all time. Seven Psychopaths, and then the serious side, The Messenger. I could do a third, but I'm just going to go with two Mount Rushmore's from my man, Woody Harrelson. Dan Lebetard, my man, too. They're getting ready for opening day by reliving Derek Jeter's first day as Marlins president. And Will Fauci's opening pitch... Make it to the mound. So uh, Mike Ryan reminded me here during the break that um, opening day brings back uh, memories from Derek Jeter's uh, first uh, game as the president of the Marlins. Uh, Guillermo Gill, we sent him out because he is such a big fan of the Marlins. Yesterday, if you were listening to the show, you heard, and this isn't that easy, I don't think. You heard a six-year-old Guillermo Gill remember everybody who was in the starting lineup for the Florida Marlins in 1993. Well, I was 33 yesterday, not six. Uh, well, but I always look at you and see a six-year-old, and I was surprised that you could go that far back into the memory because I can't find anything from when I was six years old. Can you find anything that's sports-related, Stugatz, from six years old? Because I, I thought his recall was fairly extraordinary. I couldn't, like, I was reading 
reading Bill James abstracts at an early age, but I can't give you a lineup that early in my life that I remember. Six years old, 1978. Uh, I can, no, I can't give you much. You're right. Oh, I can remember plenty. Like when Bret Hart took on Yokozuna, but then the salt got in Bret Hart's eyes. And then speaking of eye injuries, Hulk Hogan comes out of nowhere. And then he becomes WWF champion at a time that I thought we were transitioning to younger stars. All in all, it blew up in everybody's face. And Hulk was on his way to WCW shortly thereafter, Dan. Mike's the wrong person to ask, because if you remember, he remembered Fauci from when he was six also. So that's right. Yes, that's right. Mike Ryan just has amazing recall. First pitch for Fauci tonight, huh? How about that? You think he's going to stand on the uh, bump or not? Nah? Uh, it's a legacy pitch today, guys. <laughs> His legacy's on the line because if he bounces that ball, it's not going to look good for Fauci. Do you guys believe that he's 78? I was going to say, great. isn't he a frail old man? Like, I think that it, it's hard to think. A 70-year-old, uh, wait a minute. A 78-year-old is not going to the bump and throwing it 60 feet, 6 inches. That's not happening. Well, Jimmy yeah, Moyer did man. that for 10 years. All of the Negroes. Owned the Marlins. Owned them. 78 years old. Dominated. This, this is one of the most important first pitches in the history of baseball we'd agree with, right? Yeah. There's a lot riding on this. Me and Billy think that what's riding on this, we think right now Dr. Fauci is the Time Magazine Person of the Year. But if he throws one that hops to the catcher tonight, he will not win the award. Okay. If he puts a dart right in the middle there, then he will solidify himself as the Times Person of the Year. All so right. there's, there's a lot Guillermo, riding on Guillermo, put this on the poll, please, at Levitard Show. Do you expect the 78-year-old to uh, throw a strike from 60 feet 6 inches? And furthermore, should Dr. Fauci lose any prizes he might win this year for his work in science if he bounces this first pitch tonight after fauci throws the pitch do you guys have him sanitizing before or after he gets past the foul line wow. he has to wear a he- glove so he has to wear a glove. I. This is going to be interesting. Does he have to make a show of putting hand sanitizer on before and after he throws the baseball? I think he does. Does he wear a mask out there? He'll wear a mask. He's got to right? wear a mask. He's yeah, not going to shake hands with the catcher or anything, right? This is, uh, we're in a weird position where all of this is dangerous for Fauci. Like, uh, you know, people his age bracket, that's, that's, you know, not going out a whole lot, not going to crowd settings and stuff. So uh, he goes on a jog every day. He can go on a picture of health. There's no crowd, right? The job. Well, there are going to be a lot of people. I I guess you're right. Right. But they've been tested all those people. I don't feel like he should even be going to the ballpark. It's a bizarre setup for the sound from a couple of years ago. Well, this is the thing. Well, Billy wants it. Billy, we found another one of these Billy wheelhouses that we can't get out of because he's super eager to talk all of a sudden. Well, no, because Stu Gaz was telling us that you could bet somewhere on whether or not Fauci's going to be wearing a mask, and it was like a million to one. So if Fauci wants to retire like tomorrow, just put down like 10 bucks and don't wear a mask, and you're set for life, right? Play. You're going to lose that time man of the year, though, if anybody finds out about that. Okay. <laughs> Dan, would you be time man of the year or $10 million if you're given the option? Which would you take? Uh, Yeah, I would take $10 million. Do you think being able to call yourself time man of the year for the rest of your life has a value of $10 million? I imagine you can make speaking engagements for the rest of your life. Again, though, uh, he would be be disgraced time man of the year, disgraced time man of the year because... Uh, he had made this enormous. A lot of the line tonight, He made man. this enormous bet. Okay, so hold on. What do we have here? Uh, yes or no? All prop bets here only. Okay, all prop bets. Yes or no? Who should be the favorite on? Will have hand sanitizer at some point. 
we will see Fauci with hand sanitizer. Such a great platform because he hasn't been in front of the cameras all that much lately. It's a great platform for him to set a great example. I'd make this plus 150. Plus 150. I think I'm with Mike, I'd, and I'd take him. And I we have to set an over-under amount of times he uses the, hanitize, uh, the sanitizer. Yeah, sanitizer's sanitizer yes. is even better. Yes. Um, I would also, is it, does he shake anyone's hand? No, right? No, no elbow no, no, bump, no. no, no, no elbow no, bump no, is no, a strong no, minus no, 180 favorite. No, no. I'm seeing nine to one odds that he comes out in a full hazmat suit. <laughs> wow. No, come on. It's going to affect the range of motion. <laughs> yeah. Come on. I, you're making that up. Where are you seeing this? Who is giving this that, that full hazmat suit? You got the old guy going out there like an astronaut, and he's gonna he's gonna have and he's gonna try and throw it sixty feet six inches. That's what you got the seventy eight year old doing. This is an ESPN game, right? So like we're gonna have this. I think this is gonna set ratings records. People just tuning in to see how Fauci does. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if the major news networks cut in to see how Fauci does on the first pitch live and whatever it is that they're covering that day what i'm hoping for which is probably very unlikely is that fauci who's like a lifelong well i guess not lifelong because the nationals have existed for like 10 years but he's like a big nationals fan if he just shows up to the mound knowing that the eyes of the world are on him and he just has like on a t-shirt like follow my soundcloud at a fauci you know 6969 or something quite the build-up for a game that might be postponed depending on the weather i just can't get around the fact that on highly questionable we've been airing for about a decade uh somebody throwing out a first pitch at fenway park who was over 100 years old, who was being held up by the diaper. This is a video that we have shown for many, many years. This person was over 100 years old and somebody was behind him holding him by his diaper. He had a walker and he was nowhere near 60 feet, six inches away. And what I'm telling you is that a 78-year-old man can't be expected to get it up there without a bounce. I don't think you can expect that. You guys, what would be the odds on that if we were betting that? Is he going to bounce it? Yes or no? I don't think he's going from the actual mound. He might do it from the base of the mound. Right, flat ground. Uh, but from the mound, I feel like it would be... Uh, you're right, Dan. I feel like it would be heavy odds. It'd be like plus 450 or something like that. I've got him doing the LeBron chalk toss, but with Purell. Was this from the open to last baseball season? Is this the... Where 2018. We're All right, so it's 2018. Oh. So this is two years ago. Yeah. And... Billy is at the ballpark, and Billy, what do you, before we play this sound, because the odds of this happening on the air uh, were not very strong, but we sent Billy out uh, hoping for a uh, for a payoff, a comedic payoff, a first pitch at this ballpark, you know, where opening day is always some sort of betrayal around here, and everybody in South Florida hates baseball because of just the number of dreadful, awful things that have happened to the baseball team out here. But Billy is a childhood fan of this team. Billy does not want to hate this team. Chris does not want to hate this team. Uh, they want to love these Marlins who continue to betray them. But what do you remember about going to the ballpark this day, Billy? Oh, Dan, what a magical day. Who can forget it? Two years ago, 2018. Um, it started off horribly in terms of a radio bit because we thought that it'd be a good idea to check in throughout the day with all of the things that I do, you know, to prepare myself for opening day. I think before the first pitch, the highlight was I was at I was at the car dealership because my car needed to get a tune up. And I was calling you from the uh, the car dealership. That was not great. And then 
I tried to call in another time and it didn't go well. And then you guys basically told me, okay, stop calling unless you can find Greg Cody in the stadium and we can get him on the hard network out. So I, I was able to track down Greg Cody, but you couldn't hear him because DJ Khaled was having like a new Marlins theme song concert thing going on in the background. But we were able to get him. So overall, it was a pretty disastrous day leading up until the moment where the first pitch was happening, I think at like 1235 or something, which had just worked out great. And I had very low expectations. We were surrounded by Cubs fans. And I was like, I've I've never called a baseball game. What am I supposed to do here? So (laughs) then I remember the starting pitcher was taking a long time, Jose Urania. So I had to fill. And then eventually we got to the magical moment where he threw a pitch right down the middle. And I had great seats because I was like down for what happened. I had great seats. I was right down the right field line. (laughs) So I could see immediately when he hit the ball that that thing was not landing anytime soon and was going to make it possibly to the upper deck. (laughs) So... It's such a loud crack. It's the first pitch of the baseball season. The crack is unholy, and uh, I ruined the segment because uh, Billy was screaming. And every time we play this, I feel great, great shame. It, and I, I feel terrible for how I stole Billy's moment. I mean, you ate him. I did. I just breached the water like a whale and ate him. One thing that should be noted when the sound is played The sound of the bat, like the ball coming off the bat, was picked up on my cell phone. This is not something that we've digitally enhanced. (laughs) So this whole thing is is what you hear on the phone and what the phone picked up. It's a monster home run. Give us as much as you can here. Take us up to the dramatic first pitch, Billy. Jose Ureña standing at the back of the mound. He reaches down. He's rubbing some dirt and rosin on his hand. And here we go. Oh, now he's writing something on the mound with his fingers next to the logo. I can't see what he's writing. All right. He's, uh, oh, here we go. Right. And the wind up go. and the pitch. Oh, God, a home run on the first <laughs> pitch. Of the oh, my God. Oh, Welcome, Derek Jeter. And that concludes our Marlins coverage for the season. I'm just horrified by myself. <laughs> Marlins just can't win, except maybe in exhibition games. And maybe tomorrow night when they play in Philadelphia. I would love that. I do not like the Philadelphia Phillies, and I do love the Marlins. So maybe they'll win. Maybe. 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 No maybe about it. Hawk and Crowd are always winning when they're talking. I don't know if the fan screen was as diverse as I thought it should have been. Interesting take from Crowder about five minutes away here on the Best of the Joe Show. This is the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. More music from one of my new finds when it comes to a band. Everyone you know, this is their song, Drive. They're a newer band from Great Britain, and they've got... Really a sound from everyone you know, just kind of a hodgepodge. You got the EDM, the hip hop, the indie, all of it. Let's just enjoy. Packets in our jackets, drinks come in pants and the drugs come in packets. Spilling cheap liquor on our Reebok classics. Giving words that we don't like limping a four-seater car, but we've squeezed in six. Ah, and of course, you know Hawk and Crowder weekdays from 2 to 6 right here on 560. The Joe and Simulcast on 790 The Ticket. Earlier today, they're talking about preseason almost as good as the playoffs. Well, due to the current times. Also, kind of getting up in the air about Duncan Robinson and old man fight. Coming off a heat victory preseason, but whatever. 
take it. Bro, I watched that game like it was game seven of the playoffs. Hey, man, small victories I'm during this you. time of COVID-19. Small victories to. on the court, small victories for us sports fans. I lied to you yesterday. I said I was going to watch it casually. I was on the edge of my seat watching Duncan Robinson. I won't lie. Bro. I didn't miss a minute. I couldn't, but I shocked myself. Like, I shocked myself because I didn't think I'd be that enraptured by it. But, yeah, just having Jax back and uh, yes. Eric Reed and John Crotty. And I don't know, it just uh, it felt good last night. And uh, But as we were just talking with Solana before the show started, hey, you know, it's one exhibition uh, game against uh, uh, Sacramento, and uh, so don't like like I said with the Marlins when they you know they won yesterday, but the the first exhibition game on uh, Tuesday night and they blew it at the end. I, I go listen, you know, hey, and and last night was a scrimmage, so you know don't give it too much uh, credence. There there's still there's still scrimmages, and then there's eight games, and then the playoffs. Like don't don't worry. If you worry at all about what you saw last night, uh, you shouldn't. It was funny because we talked about it pre-show, and Solana was, you know, like saying, "Oh, we saw it last night," and I was like, "It was, it was impressive." Like my take was all, "Hey, I lied to y'all because I didn't say I was going to be enthralled in the game, and mm-hmm. I watched every second. But are, are we not good fans, and Solana is, or is he just an irrational fan saying, "Hope oh, you see that last night." Heat, heat, heat in six championship. I, I, wh- heat in five is a heat better. In, no, not in six. Heat in five. Heat in five. What side's a better I, fan? Are we better? I, fans or is he? I don't I mean you know it depends how you define better fan I I watched last night I mean there's plenty of people that I follow on social media that were tweeting last night's game as if and now if it's your job it's one thing but if you're tweeting last night's game as if it's you know game seven of the NBA finals I thought it was a little bit overkill I was excited I, I understand what Solano was saying I was excited Duncan Robinson came out he had his shot like that that was exciting like you didn't know how the layoff was gonna affect but I also don't feel comfortable what did he end up shooting Solana do you know what his uh what his actual numbers were from three uh, I think it just says lights out. Because <laughs> he missed a couple in the second yeah. half, I remember. I, I mean, I wasn't paying so much attention. I, I don't remember. I think he, he ended up with like 18 points, if, if I remember correctly. He led the I'm team just curious what his shooting. Uh, I'm just curious what his shooting percentage was. Because like, what did he hit? Three or four uh, threes in a row? And four then, or uh, five. Yeah, but, three in a row. Four or five in the first quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I, you know, again, but I would not extrapolate that out to Duncan Robinson hasn't missed a beat. That's my only, you know, I I just take it all with a grain of salt. Like, he came back, he hit some shots, but I don't take what happened last night, whether it was good or bad. Like, I wouldn't extrapolate anything that happened last night as good or bad. It was great to see the heat out on the court. I liked the way the NBA did it. I, 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 here was my, like, my question to myself when I sat down to watch was, Am I going to feel like I'm watching a real game? Am I going to feel like I'm watching a summer league game? Or am I going to feel like I'm watching a real game? I felt like I was watching a real NBA game. You know, it's different, but I felt like I was watching a game. Within your mind that it's it's adjusted. I feel what you're saying because I I felt funny because I even said it. I was like, fans, no fans. I don't stare at the third row during games. That Mm -hmm. was my take early on. And I was 100% wrong. I was looking around and I was like, the little screens they had and the noise. It it affected my watching. I won't lie. For some reason, I I can't even explain it. The screens at first I thought were distracting. And then I kind of got into it. When they put the fans up, (laughs) that that distracted me a little bit. But I thought it was cute. And they should put some Easter eggs. 
eggs in there. I mean, there's got like, you know, like it can't just be normal every day. Let me. Uh, there's got to be like just some little, you know, like Tom Carvel. Throw a Tom Carvel in there. Just, you know, just with Fudgy the Whale. I don't want to. We're in a very, we're in a sensitive time in our nation. I don't know if the fan screen was as diverse as I thought it should have been. Oh, was it super white? I didn't even know. It, it was it was quite light. The fan screen was quite light. I just go back and watch. It's just it was it was it was different. I was surprised. All right. Well, let's email the Heat. What they need to do, they need to get some crowd shots of Kings of Comedy, yes. and then they put that they put that there in the games, and uh, we'll diversify. Picture of me and Lousen. Put me and Lousen up, and you're good to go. I would be glued to the TV for that. Man. Yeah, I thought it was nice. It was nice to see it last night. And then you got MLB opening tonight. So the season opens tonight. You have Yankees and Nationals. Uh, Dr. Fauci throwing out the first pitch. I think it's very cool. There's other insane sports news. Mike Tyson has a comeback plan now. I, I don't. I, we'll get to it. Let's get headlines here, though, with Alejandro Solana. Guys, the Heat did beat the Kings 104-98 to in their first scrimmage game yesterday. They'll play scrimmage game number two on Saturday, 4 p.m. versus the Utah Jazz. All right. Goran Dragic, after the game yesterday, he said Duncan Robinson's the best shooter in the league. Mm-mm. All right. Uh, that's I mean, I, 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 he's in the conversation. He really is. Hawk, the best shooter in the league? He is in the like, conversation. If you go around NBA cities and say, name the top three shooters. That's not his, the question, though. That's his not name's the question, not, though. But in, NBA, if you go to coaches and ask them, the top five, the top ten shooters, I don't think his name's coming up. And I, I enjoyed Duncan last night. I don't know why I'm on this side, but come on now, going The best in the league, you, you, you're going. That's hyperbole. That's when people say, Say my wife is well, the most prettiest. My well, wife's well, the most prettiest well, woman in the world. Which I say that, Hulk. My wife is the most beautiful woman in the world. Because that's wait my a second. wife. But wait a second. What if by the end of the season the numbers bear that out that he's the best shooter in the league? They then it's not hyperbole. No, no, no. If these numbers, if he go, well, think about even with Steph Curry out and Clay out, like. If if he sneaks into one of the best three point percentages throughout this, you know, adjusted playoffs, I will have a conversation with y'all. Right, just saying is in the conversation. That's I'm all I'm saying. saying. Like, but he, bro, has, we've he seen has that through Solana. three quarters of a season. Like he he he's in the co- and I get it. If you go around the the league, right, to a casual fan and you say, "Hey, have you ever heard of Duncan Robinson?" and they're not watching a lot of Heat basketball, they probably don't know how effective he is, not just as a three point shooter, but but uh, in terms of how great he, uh, he 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 adds to this Heat offense, like people don't realize he's not just a no, three no, point no. shooter. I'm right sorry, now, I can't I can't let so that long. go. I'm sorry. Right? How great he? <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. It's my personality. I know it's my it's my personality. I like your personality. Right? So let him how him great it. he adds to this Heat offense. At what point did you know you had gone too far in your explanation of why Duncan Robinson's a great shooter? Like guys, did, like guys, after you made your first. He's 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 arguably the sole reason why this not what I'm offense, talking about anymore which, though which is which is one I'm of on, the best I'm offenses. I'm on to you now Jack he's one I'm of on the best you. offenses Duncan in Robinson the NBA. is to shooting what you are to a bad uh, English I I want to talk more about what you just said to us there did you say I can't explain what Duncan Robinson great ads to heat are you running out of letters are you tweeting <laughs> right you did you try to fit it all in. Yeah. 
<laughs> you have only so many characters in a sentence alone. Maybe make a thread. Why say th- more words? Thread us next time. Say less words. More. It's effective. like the uh, the it's like the Office episode Kevin. where uh, yeah, <laughs> Kevin d- decides to cut out most uh, words. Right? <laughs> Me good. I've been he's working on my man. Kevin. I walk around my house all the time because there was some episode the other night where he's like, they're like, how many square feet is this? And he's like, about eight hundo. And I just say that around my house all day. Yeah, it's about eight hundo. All right, we got to get finish up your headlines because we got to get to loves that. She loves it. <laughs> we'll get to why D Rob's the most prolific score in NBA history later. All right, what'd you do? You took all that time to write something out that made sense. The Marlins, they beat the Braves. I have to, to hear that again. You have to cut that up so I can hear it again. Because because you, I saw what happened there. He was making. You know when when you're making a point, it's it's like uh, um one of the things people like to do is make a point is like why is he so good? He's so good. They don't want to just end it one. He's so good because he's a prolific scorer. So they they throw in an and before they have the next one. He's so good because he's a prolific scorer and and then he got caught in the air. He didn't have the next thing he was gonna say. And I heard the smile in there. He was stuck. He knew he was stuck. And it came out as, and he great offense about a hundo. <laughs> He's on a cruise. He's a He's a caveman. He is good. Bro, this guy, this guy's got... <laughs> He's got the best plus minus on the team. Like you okay. guys, you guys. I wish you, I wish you, I wish that. you would have had that before. But you're, but you're, you guys like to just you're researching facts. it now. No, you're I'm researching not. it now. I'm not, I'm not yes, research- you are. I'm not researching you did, it you right did, now. You, you had that fact when you were have, saying he offense good. I have all this written down because I knew you guys were going to try to do this again today. Which is oh, <laughs> well, maybe Duncan Robinson, it, good shooter, kept it but closer earlier in the show. Let's let's settle down our praise for a guy who's been doing this all season because it's a scrimmage game it's exactly what both of you did i mean this guy deserves the credit that uh, no i didn't i didn't say that all i said was don't extrapolate what happens in a scrimmage into what the season is going to end up looking like. That's a, and that's that's not an absurd statement, by the way. Heat and fire. I mean, if you want to, you you can't you can't pick and choose what you're going to extrapolate. If you're going to extrapolate what happened last night to what's going to go on the regular season, then Jimmy Butler is going to play one quarter of every game. He just pulled out my argument with my wife when you just yell your point out louder. <laughs> Heat and five. <laughs> About a hundo. <laughs> Add a hundo on there. Now you're winning. All right. Uh, the Marlins are going to open their season tomorrow versus the Phillies. Today, the Dolphins' rookies are to report to camp for COVID-19 testing. However, they must stay home tomorrow and Saturday and report back Sunday for another test. And uh, the other big news today, guys, Mike Tyson, he's going to fight Roy Jones Jr. in an eight-round exhibition on September 12th. Y'all must have forgot. Roy must have forgot. I don't know if Roy (laughs) should get in that ring with Mike. (laughs) I think both of them have forgot. Is no, it, Mike is, looks good. Mike looks is, ridiculously good. Uh, is this going to be – what was the Rocky when they had all the short people run out, the the great to be an American playing – you know, it was supposed to be an exhibition. Who was that? That was Clubber Lang. Oh, uh, all right. Yeah, you have literally <laughs> – you did not describe that movie. Well, what they had – I didn't want to say the M word because <laughs> – No, I know, but it wasn't, it wasn't that at all. You're talking about – Hulk Hogan and uh, and uh, and uh, no, no, Rocky. It was, no, it was not Hulk Hogan. It was his buddy. Man, what's his name? Are you talking about Apollo Drago? Creed. It was Creed. Remember <laughs> Apollo Creed? And he came out. It was supposed to be a play around match, and he had the little guys with him. And then and then the a guy comes out and kills Apollo. 
Well, wasn't that Drago? Was that Drago that came out and killed Apollo? Yeah. yeah, that's what that, yeah. That, that, people yeah. knew what I was talking about, Hawk. Huh? You said Mr. T, and then you said he came out to Proud to be an American, which is a country song. You're thinking of Living in America from James Brown, which yeah, is yeah, such yeah. a different song. And then it wasn't that movie either. But James Brown anyway. didn't sing Proud to be an American? No, that was Lee Greenwood. Well, they look alike. <laughs> To my point, I might have said it wrong. If this is not a fun exhibition, money-making for charity, Roy Jones don't need to get in that ring because Mike Tyson is crazy. Well, I think what's going to happen is it can be planned as an exhibition all you want. Mike Tyson's going to get into that ring, and Mike Tyson's going to become Mike Tyson. Yes. Yeah. He's going to look and up and look see out. Buster Douglas in front of him <laughs> yep. and not yep. Roy. Yep, yeah. that's exactly yeah, it. Like I'm when the you, cartoons baby. see when Kramer was hungry and he looks at uh, Jerry and he sees a big chicken. <laughs> yes. And then the other news too Solana you didn't mention Seattle's got an NHL team they announced the name it's the Seattle Kraken Kraken yeah I love that you guys see the logo yeah, yeah I thought it was very cool yeah it's cool I liked it. yeah the colors like are it. cool yeah. a lot of jokes though you can go the crack route you know drug drug dealer drug addict route there are a lot of jokes like if they play lethargically right they need a little bit of cracking yeah them. a little Some crack in them yeah <laughs> need a little crack in them yeah a little crack in them I like that one <laughs> Go Tyson, get cracking. I'm Dan Day, and this is the best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.